welcome. My name's Barb. And I'm Rafaela. And, and we, we are Recovery 201. Well, hello. Hi. How are you today? I'm great. I feel wiser today. You do? <laughs> Is that because you're a year older? I'm 29, again and forever. <laughs> again and forever. How yes. was your birthday? It was great. It was really cool. Did you have fun? Yeah, it was. Well, it's very different than what it used to be. It used to be lots of partying, whole month, going out, and just, you know. But We yesterday, partied at 7.30 in the morning. We went to feed the homeless. We did. I wanted to make about others. Because every year it's about me. It's my day. It's all about me. I'll pick. I'll choose. We go here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do it about other people. Yeah. And it was cool that Patrick came and, you know, even though he, he wanted to sell the pops to the homeless. And I'm like, oh, Patrick, I don't. Patrick's the whore. <laughs> Patrick's four. He um, had a really good time serving the homeless by eating the popsicles. Yes, he ate. <laughs> and then we went to breakfast and did not, he did not eat breakfast. And I was like, why is he not eating breakfast? And then when we got home, my kids were like, he didn't eat breakfast because he ate like four popsicles while we were serving the homeless. <laughs> he did. But he was so cute and he made everyone smile. And um, we had a really great time serving and the homeless. And the greatest part, because the night before, he went through all his clothes, what he wanted to donate. Yeah. And he went through all his shoes. And I think we had like 10 pair of shoes that didn't fit him. You know, mm-hmm. so he was trying them on and he's like, okay, this doesn't fit, this is too tight. You know, so it was, it was a, a cool teaching moment, I think. That's awesome. You know, and let him. me just say, Patrick is um, a fashionista. Um, he has, everything has to like be just so. Um, he gets that from his mother. And, um, Does my watch match my clothes? Yeah. Is my hair messed up? He has that he's all so the cute. time. Yeah, he's super cute. But um, I was really, it was really cute. And it was really fun to serve with you. Um, I'm serving the homeless. So, um, yeah, it was really fun. But, yeah. So, today we are going to talk about, um, uh, or I'm sorry, today we're going to talk with our friend Bonnie. And it's going to be really awesome. And um, if we were on YouTube, it's probably going to be, like it would be like star star emotional star star um that's what Tommy and my joke is um because I love Bonnie so much and um it's going to be a great little casual conversation and I don't know how long it's going to be and don't rush me it's going to be great (laughs) I know she has an amazing story I've heard um Bonnie was is I'm not sure my older sponsor sponsor okay so, yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't think she knows that. But, <laughs> so I know that she has a big heart and she's so loved by so many. And I know that her story is going to impact and inspire a lot of people. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure of it. So, um, when we come back, we'll be back with Bonnie. All right. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, how are you? Good, thank you so much for coming today. I know it's Sunday, it's family time, but we really appreciate it. And we're so excited to have you here with us. Well, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be a part of this. Yeah, welcome. I'm glad you guys thought of me. 
Yeah, thank you for being one of our first. We're super excited to have you. Um, tell us, what are you in recovery for, Bonnie? I am in recovery. I'm a survivor of sexual and emotional abuse, and um, I am in recovery for that and um, codependency and also binge eating. Okay, great. Um, and wh what... What are we going to focus on? Are we going to focus well, on... Well, I, I wanted to know how, how did she come to recovery? Like, how... Mm -hmm. And more with codependency, right? I think codependency, for me... I think we're all a little codependent, everybody, you know? But I think it's a lot harder to identify because, you know, I did drugs, then I didn't do drugs. So that that's easy, right? Mm -hmm. To figure it out of that, but how did you figure the codependency part out? Um, I agree with you. I think that um, codependency is hard to put your finger on, and I always think it's unusual when I meet somebody who isn't codependent, because I'm the same way, where I think everybody has a little bit to them, and then there's been the rare occasion that I meet somebody that totally isn't, and, and it's like, wow. Right. <laughs> it's, it's kind of Who are you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> where, where are you from? Where'd you grow up? But, <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, so I, I didn't know that I was a codependent until when I started Celebrate Recovery. Um, I, um, let's see, I started Celebrate Recovery six years ago. I was in a marriage, I'm, I'm still actually married to my husband, but we're, we're separated. And um, it was bad. It was going really, really bad. And I knew that something was wrong, but I didn't know what it was. Um, so my friend asked me to join with her. And so we, we started um, the step study. And that's where I learned that I was a codependent. But it took me a long time to admit it. I started off in the abuse group, the survivors of abuse group. And I thought that I was going there to deal with the issues of my dad, who had sexually abused me when I was um, from nine till he left when I was about 15. And so um, I thought that I was going there to address those issues and also um, like a lot of people that I hear because my husband was ruining our marriage because he was <laughs> right. a drinker, he was using drugs and he was gambling and I just had to find somewhere to talk about how bad he was basically. Oh, okay. <laughs> so right. Yeah, sure. Right. And so it was um, his he was, was doing this. He was ruining the marriage. It was his fault, and I had nothing to do with it. Right. Poor Bonnie, I'm such a victim. My dad did this, and this all happened to me. And, you know, I'm a good person, and why is this all happening to me? Pretty much as I agree, Bonnie. That's yeah. why I went to celebrate recovery myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a victim. I was a victim. Absolutely. Completely in the victim role. And, um,. Feel sorry for me. I, I thought everybody had to feel sorry for me because this is what's happening to me. Um, and as I started to work my recovery, um, I addressed the abuse issues. And I also, God is so good because he showed me where not only was my dad abusive, but there were other um, people in my family. My whole family was just dysfunctional and abusive. Um, so first there was the step one is realizing that it was going on, coming out of right. denial. And, and then there was um, the, the other part where I had to learn to forgive them and still love them and still interact with them and so still true. be a part of their lives. 
because um, you didn't know any better. You yes. grew up like that, I so you thought that that's yeah. how how things are. Yeah. So right. that that's how life is. Right. And then once you come to recover, you're like, wait, 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 wait. That's not a way to live, right? Because right. I can, I, I I can relate to that in so many ways. Because now I have boundaries, right? Right. I have my boundaries, and I enforce those motherfuckers. Oh, I enforce them like there is no tomorrow, right? Because <laughs> Otherwise, and, and, and more if they are not in recovery, right? So they don't, they don't even know, like me, I didn't know. So I can relate to that because then you figure it out. But then the thing is, is that when I figured it out, then I went totally overboard where I started to be really critical of them and I didn't want to oh. have anything to do with them. And, and, and I had to get a balance where, where I had to understand that a lot of the things that had happened, they, they didn't know any better. They didn't. They were doing the best that they had with what they had grown up with. Right. And so I went completely overboard, and I was better than everybody else. So then I went from a victim to judge and jury, and then I started right. yeah. convicting everybody. And I, I hate you, and you're wrong, and and I was just mutilating everybody, and and that I was did. completely wrong as well. Thank I, God I had a sponsor. I did a very, yeah. very, very, very similar thing. Yeah. I got really judgmental. Mm-hmm. And and again, praise the Lord, because he's the perfect scale, yeah. you know? And so he had to tell me, okay, Bonnie, bring it back a little bit. You got a little <laughs> right. overboard, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I had a great sponsor at that time, and um, so she was the one that showed me, you know, okay, we got to rein it in. I, and I had to deal, then I had to deal with the anger of, you know, what had happened and everything. And Was this all during your first step study? Uh, yes, this part, the abuse part, was during my first step study. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. then we got into the codependency. Then after I finished that first step study, my sponsor said, okay, I think that now you can move into the codependency group. Well, I was so attached to everybody at the abuse group, like I had made friends, and that was my that was my squad. Right. I didn't want right. to leave them. Right. Because I so, tell all the time, I'm like, I should, there is groups I haven't been because... I was, I'm, I'm up, they're like, where are you going? Well, I go to anxiety because, you know, my anxiety, it's crazy. But before we had the anxiety group, I was like, you know, I just feel comfortable with drugs and alcohol. Like, I'm just going to go there because I feel comfortable there. I feel comfortable about what, to talk about that, you know. So I, yeah. and I need to adventure maybe a little bit. are my people. Yeah, I was very afraid of the anger group. I'm sorry to tell you. Yeah, I know. I was afraid. My, yeah, my sponsor was like, <laughs> I need to do the anger group. And I'm like, oh, I know. Oh, well, what if I sing the wrong drug, thing? No. And drugs and alcohol normally share the room with anger. And every time I lead drugs and alcohol, I'm like, let's just pray quietly because we don't want to make the angry woman angry they're there to deal with that you know like you don't know i wish everyone could see me shaking my head it's so mean you guys are so judgmental because you're so mean it's a joke anyway but um so when you started to focus on the codependency how did you um how did you define it at that time like what so the de- codependency were you focused on your on your husband in the codependency i think at that because part, you were struggling in your marriage so much yeah. at that time i think at that part at that time when i started to realize that i was a codependent the focus started to come off of him 
and then start that's when I started to realize I was pretty screwed up myself mm. and that's when I started to go through the self-awareness part of what my part was uh, of, mm. of messing up the marriage um, you know I'm not going to say that he's completely blameless of but course, there were things right. that I did that as I went through my second step study mm-hmm. and continued to I finally did move to the codependency group mm-hmm. and when I started hearing the sharing there I started to realize that there were things that I had done in the marriage that had that were not healthy. They weren't healthy. I was okay. doing a lot of unhealthy stuff. Oh, it's funny because on my testimony, I mentioned this, where I blamed Ryan for everything, right? Even though I was doing a lot of drugs, but it was his fault, because he, if he would do this, then we could do this. If he would, you know, yeah. it was all like if, if he would do it because he didn't do it, you know. And I even put, put it on my testimony. It wasn't until I started my step study. My yeah. second one took me a little bit because not that I wasn't blaming him, but a lot of things was just his fault. And yeah. it wasn't until I started my other step study that I was like, oh. Maybe. Uh, well, don't you think that first year, like, you're so focused on on those, uh, on those like, immediate issues. Like, so for the first year, you're so focused on the abuse because, really, those are the first things that come up, right? Like, my abuse came up and, and all those, like, abusive issues come up to the surface because they're so raw. Yeah. And then, you know, you're like, okay, let me deal with this right now. And I- then it's like everything else is left over and it's like... The, that horrible um, skim on the top of the pond, right? right? Like that you got to onion, up. right? You, you got to layer out. That's how it happened with me. Then I was like, and my second step study, I only went there to work on my mom because she was here and she was here for six months and she was driving me crazy. And I'm like, <laughs> I just need to go to church, you know? And I need yeah. to start another 12-step study because yeah. I, I might strangle her, so... <laughs> And that, and it was, I worked on, gonna, on, on her. They're but, not going to translate this into Portuguese, are they? But it, no, oh, I have a story. <laughs> she was here when I gave my testimony in Kingman, and she has her phone there with the app translator, right? Mm. And because, I mean, she knows, she knows things, she just doesn't know the extent of certain things, you know, because, like, step, whatever step says, unless you harm them or others, and yeah. I feel like some things... She doesn't really need to know. And um, so she's with her phone trying to, like, the, we use the voice translate. Yeah. And I froze. And I'm like, uh, uh, uh. uh. And I was like, my mother's trying to translate it. And it's making me nervous. <laughs> so she put the phone down. I told her afterwards, you know, I we had a talk, you know. And I told her, I was like, maybe you just, you don't want to li- hear some things because... It's just going to hurt you more, and it's in the past, and it doesn't really matter right now, right? Yeah. But So you, during your second step studies, when you really got into the codependency, huh? Yes, and I would say probably to um, a lot of people who would ask me, I would say one step, step study isn't enough. Oh, gosh, no, not for me. It's not enough. I'm sorry, but I think that a lot of people who just think that, you know, I'm going to just do this one step, like, you know, you're going to go on the diet. I'm just going to go on the diet, lose weight, and then I'm going to eat normally. (laughs) You know, it it doesn't work that way. I think that the first step study, like you said, is kind of like a car crash. Everything's all over the place, right? Yes. 
then the second one, you've kind of gotten used to the fact that there are issues now. Mm-hmm. And then you go back in and you start to work on, okay, Refining. whatever God is showing you. And that's what happened with the second step study. Yeah, yeah. God was just amazing. And he just showed me, you know, he just showed me, okay, Bonnie, here's here's where you went wrong and here's what you did. Mm-hmm. And here's So there was a lot of that where I had to really take a look at what I had done. I really believe that um, our marriage... We, I had a therapist who told us that we were both codependent, and I couldn't. I was like, "How could we both be codependent?" We are both codependent, but he's he was still in his addiction at the time that we were physically still living together mm-hmm. and everything. Um, but I had a I had my therapist who I was I think we've been seeing I've been seeing her maybe fifteen years no maybe 10, 12 years, and she said something one time that really woke me up where she was like. Okay, I know all the stuff that he did, but I, what I want to know is what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And so every time... That's a great question. Yeah, so every time I would go to her and I would still... I was still living in everything that he had done. Mm. Well, he did this and he did this and he did this. Right. And she asked me, but I want to know what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And that's where she got me to kind of refocus on... Okay, here's my part, and this is what I was doing. That's a great question. Yeah. yeah. So then that's when I started to go into, okay, well, gosh, I guess, what is my part? What did I do? That's when I started to hear people in codependent, because now my mind was open. Right. Right sure. before my mind wasn't open, I was still focusing on my dad did this, and my grandpa did this, and my grandma did this. What everybody did they're to so you. They're so bad, and they're so terrible. Right. Now she's asking me this question. And she's planted that seed, and now I'm trying to answer that question. Okay, but what are you going to do? What did you do? And that's when I my mind was opened up, and the Lord could work. So and what then, have you done, Bonnie? Are you talking about in the marriage? or? Yeah, in your marriage. What, yeah. what have you done now to, to, to work on your codependency, to really work on, oh. on those issues? Um, I've, I think one of the most important things was to make up my mind that I wanted to change mm. the cycle. It's so true. That was one of the most important things was the time that I actually said, I, I want this to stop and I don't want my girls to grow up the same way that I did, blaming everybody else and not taking responsibility for the things that I do. Um, and so um, I've stuck with the CR for six years I got really involved. I volunteered and tried to meet people, and um, and I think one of the other biggest thing is to always ask God to show me my motives, or ask me what my I ask myself what my motives are because a codependent, there's always other motives for a codependent. Okay, you know, and so I really had to be honest and transparent about what my motives were. Um, just a lot of reading, sponsor research. Sponsor people. Bonnie's a great sponsor, oh, so I've you. heard. Mm-hmm. Her sponsees all love her so much. Oh, wow. That's great. Thank you. Thank I appreciate you. that. I want to know from anybody, like I said, how do you, okay, because you recover for codependence, so you go and you get a chip. So how do you, what does codependency looks like for you? Like what, from what part on, how, how would you relapse, let, let, let's put it that way, because for me it's easy. If I take a drug, I relapse. That's it, and that's the day, and, right. and I know that. Right. But for codependency, how, how do, 
What does that look like? That's great. That's it's, yeah. yeah. Definition of pregnancy for you. What yeah, is that? It is. It, it, it's hard because there's a lot of factors. It's like a diamond mm-hmm. with different. Mm-hmm. You know. I'm um, always so curious and yeah. intrigued by it. You know it. what I heard one time in one of the Friday lessons? Um, yeah. One of the Friday lessons, I heard the the person that was teaching the lesson, and what she said is that she said, um, and I do this, is I need to, I set a boundary for myself. Like, what is my absolute bottom? What's my absolute rock bottom? So in my case, um, manipulating. Manipulating is a, a trait of a codependent person. They manipulate. Okay. They could try to control a situation. So like if I'm in a situation where I'm feeling uncomfortable, I try to calm everybody else down because I'm trying not to be uncomfortable anymore. Oh, interesting. You see how that works? Sure, so, sure, sure. So I'm trying to manipulate and control this whole situation instead of just sitting back and letting it unfold the way it's supposed to. Oh. So my bottom right now, currently, my bottom is manipulating or trying to control a situation instead of, shut up, Bonnie, and just let these people handle it and just sit back, stay out of it. So I know I've relapsed if something happens and I jump in and start oh. trying to fix everybody's house. I try to fix everybody and do all that, then I know I relapsed. Oh. Well, that's really interesting, Bonnie, because um, I think, um, not so much a test, but I think God's really, um, I, I don't like when people say God's testing me. I don't like that no, phrase, I don't right? Like it either. I don't okay, like good. It. So um, I like that God is, um, uh, I don't know how to say it, but God's, I, God's pressing, pressing on you, and he's... He's challenging you right Absolutely. now, right? He's challenging you in your life. Absolutely. And yes. um, he's giving you a challenging health diagnosis right now, right? Yeah. I was, so tell us about that. Um, back in May, on May 8th, I'll never forget that day. On May 8th, I was diagnosed with um, breast cancer. Um, and so um, I'm going to have a double mastectomy in on July 31st. And I'm not really sure how far it's spread. They'll have to... to um, biopsy the lymph nodes to see if I'm going to have to have chemotherapy or radiation afterwards. Um, so it's been a pretty, it's been a pretty big blow. Um, in the beginning, I thought that this was God's way of telling me, okay, well, you love me, so we're, you're going to see me face to face now. <laughs> and I was kind of like, well, Lord, I, I love you, but I don't want to see you yet, you know. And um, I was knocked off I was knocked down for about three days where I just went into a depression because I struggle with depression as well. And so I went into a depression and um, and during prayer time and talking to the Lord, he told me, I'm not, that's not what I'm going to do. I want, I want you to see what I can do. I want you to show people what I can do. This is, I'm going to do a good thing, but I need you, you know, to, to be strong and to you know, give me the glory, and so, um, I read it, I, there was scripture, you know, scripture that I was looking up, and, and, um, I found Exodus fourteen fourteen that said, God will fight for you, you need only to be still, um, I found another scripture, and I don't remember what it was, but it was when, um, Jesus, um, I don't remember who it was he saw, but he told them that this sickness will not end in death, that it is going to be for the glory of God and for his son and so I felt that that scripture spoke directly to me where God was telling me you're not going to die you're not going to die it's going to be hard but we're going to be closer 
and I always think about with um, scraping off the dross when when the heat get t- gets turned up and the impurities come up to the surface yes. and you scrape them off and so I kind of feel like that's what's happening I don't believe that God's testing me I believe that his word is true and it says that through tests and tribulations or trials and tribulations that our faith is strengthened yeah. For sure. and so I believe that that's what God is doing which has been my prayer for the past two years was you know every year I fall more and more in love with him and and we have a relationship yeah and he wants me to depend to depend on only him and so my prayer has been for a while for him to make me the woman that he wants me to be and so I feel like he's saying okay I'm, I'm doing that I'm doing that I'm gonna take you through the fire and when you're done you're gonna be that woman and so after that after he spoke to me and after I felt that in my spirit I was I felt better I felt like okay now I can work my recovery I'm not going anywhere it's gonna be a tough road but I'm not going anywhere and so now I can work my recovery and I can be um, a witness to my children and I can and show people what God can do you know so that's where I'm at with that so he's he's just amazing I know um, yeah Bonnie that was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in oh, my entire you life. You're so strong. Yeah, I mean, that was he so beautiful. I'm just, I'm, I'm mesmerized I over here. I don't even know what to say. I could just see his hand in so many things. There were so many things where I could see him just putting things together, just it's putting amazing, things right? into place. Even before the diagnosis, there was things that he did that I thought was going to be, for example, you know, saving for a house. I thought, okay, I'm going to buy a house, I'm going to put money away for a savings for this house, and, you know, and he knew I was going to need this money, you know, to pay for the medical treatment and everything, mm-hmm. and, and the people that he surrounded me with have been so many survivors that I had no idea were survivors. I had no idea they were cancer survivors, and, and I just thought they were great friends. Gosh, I love these new people. And then I get diagnosed and I find, I find out this lady that I've been sitting to next to in a Bible study for a year is a cancer survivor. Are you talking about a BSF? Yes. Okay. So Bonnie and I um, went to a Bible study at um, Bible study fellowship, mm-hmm. which is like this intensive Bible study where you at study. Yeah. At, 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 oh, it's so it's, good. It's, it's all over the country. Wanna, it's all over the world. I really. I do that once. I get things organized. It's you really, really should. Good. It's it's amazing. Yes. Bonnie actually led. If you're a leader in BSF, it's no joke. Mm-mm. The leaders are like, it's no joke. They have to study. They have to. It's intense. And um, there's so many women there that um, have cancer, that have beat cancer, that like... And it's it was it was crazy how um, last year when I was in it, um, women were in our group that got diagnosed with cancer, and there were women that were survivors of cancer, and they would like come alongside each other, right? And then my son fell and broke his leg, and there was another woman who there who like had a son that was sick and she like came alongside me and checked up on me like it was awesome and it was just this group of women that that is really it's a really intense um study and so 
I don't know how to explain it. If you if you have a chance to get in a BSF Bible study, you should. Okay. Let me just say that. And what you said about, about your son being sick and somebody coming alongside you and stuff, it's a perfect example of how God provides for his kids. Yeah. He loves us. He loves us so much. Mm-hmm. And so he loves us enough to position people near us that we have no idea right. have a purpose in our lives. We just think they're just, oh, yeah, she's a nice girl. Right. And, and then it, 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 it blows my mind, you know. I see it in my own life as an example how... God's timing, and we were just talking about this, how we started doing this podcast and how things like work. It's just, if I know this, and when it happens, it still blows my mind. I'm just like, what is, I I just can't even explain, you know? And the the thing you say, because I ask God every morning, I open my eyes and I'm like, okay, today it's going to be a good day because I deal with depression and I deal with anxiety. So, you know, I'm, I, I do these affirmations throughout the day to myself, right? I was like, today's going to be a good day. Today, I'm not going to be stressed today. So I do these things and I'm like, just please, God, show me and let me be the woman you want me to be today, just today, right? And I say that Mm -hmm. every morning, like whatever it is that I'm going to encounter, you know, because I too have gone to not an illness, but to some trials, you know, in my life for the last five years and it just felt like there was no end and even though a lot of people would say there is no way you're gonna get through this because I know such and such that didn't and such and such went out for way less you know and I'm and I've always knew like I know there is a night coming I'm like I know this is gonna happen I don't know how but I don't need to know how because God always makes a way there is that song you know, do it again, and it always like gives me chills because he always does it. You know, sure every does. time he's gonna move a mountain. He I know he's gonna mountains. do it again, right? He do it. He's gonna yeah. do it. And when I got out of jail, you know, these girls that were there, she's like, "You're not getting out of here. You're getting out of here in Brazil." And I was like, "Uh-uh, I'm getting out. I'm getting out." And sure enough, I got out. You know, and and things. Are moving but I I understand what you're saying because it has brought me so much closer yeah. to God and I tell this all the time over and over I told my sister today if I had to go through everything again to be where I am today to know God and have this relationship you know because I do my my Bible things that I resort to God everything I do like with the podcast I'm like hold on let, let me consult God real quick. I got my phone, I go on the Bible, you know, and yeah, I yeah. put like the word or whatever, and boom, sure enough, right. it go, look, it gives me to just talk about, it, and God speaks through me, mm-hmm. like yeah. right there and then, yeah. and I do this today, which I never did before, not even right. in recovery, until all this unfolded two years after yeah. I've been in recovery, right? right? So I... Well, I, I think that's a really good point, too, um, to talk about with Bonnie, because I see that with your girls, where you're doing that with your girls, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, yeah, the other day, Bonnie to... posted a picture about this um, text conversation she had yeah. with her girls about, like, they were waiting um, to get notification if they were going to get this house yeah. that they were going to rent. Yeah. And, and, and how they were waiting on the Lord, yeah. right? Yeah, and so absolutely. tell me about that. Like, how are the girls doing, and how are, um, Bonnie has three beautiful girls, and, um, and two of them are older, and, and one is younger. Yeah. And so, 
tell me how the girls are doing because I know their faith is you know is strong but being tested you know being um, being challenged also and so so what's going on with that and tell me how they they're growing right now too oh I, I well gosh you know um, first I want to say that uh, responding with scripture I you know when I you know how I learned to do that was the first time I became a sponsor because I was so afraid that I was gonna just shoot off my mouth and talk out of my behind like mm. I always used to do happened, right? <laughs> and give my opinion yeah give my opinion and this is how I want right. it to happen so I'm gonna say something like that so that she'll do you know again, right controlling right. I was gonna control everything oh, okay right and instead so of that so instead scripture. of that what I would do is when sponsees would tell me something and I still do it I don't answer them back until I look it up in the Bible to see okay am I in line what I'm gonna tell them is it in line can I find it in the Bible Nice. If I can't find it in the Bible, then I'm not going to tell them that. I do a very similar. So thing, yeah. I always try to look and see, okay, what 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 scripture um, relates to what I'm going to say to them, and if I can't back it up with scripture, then I don't say it because I know that I'm working out of the flesh, not, not the, word. the Bible. Mm -hmm. So that's where I learned it, and I and it became a good skill, and then awesome. I started doing it with with the girls because after doing um, celebrate recovery and step study and becoming a leader I give every, I gave everything I had to CR I gave everything I had to BSF and then the Lord told me you need to start ministering in your home you're not doing that and so it's, it was just in this past year that the Lord really started to tell me I needed to focus on witnessing to my children that that my ministry now was in my home and he said and I'll give you a situation that you can use to make yeah, right. the cancer diagnosis. Right. So I was like, okay, thanks, Lord. Um, so all three of my girls, I put in a Christian school um, when they were younger. Okay. And it was until I couldn't afford it anymore, and then I took them out. And um, so my oldest is very receptive to Scripture, and she actually will um, ask me, like she'll tell me things, and when I respond back to her with Scripture, um, she's like, oh, thanks, that's what I needed. So she's very receptive to that. Um, my middle one, she's 17, so she's still trying to figure out who she is. Okay. And so there's some, there's a little bit of, um, she wants to have dialogue about, well, well, but what about this and what about this? So we're still, she's still, um, she still hasn't seen him move in such a way that she's in awe yet. She's about to. She's about yes. to. <laughs> it's going to happen and I know it is. My little one, um, she's 10. And we've had a recent issue with anxiety with her as well. Mm. And so... Uh, That's understandable. Yes. My so, mom's sick. My Yeah. Yeah. So she is very... Her eyes are very open to, okay, let me see what God's going to do. And I have to tell you, he never lets me down. Never. Never lets me down. Never. Never, ever. Every time I say, let's see what the Lord's going to do. He hasn't failed me he, yet. He There's responds a in a big way. And, and sometimes there's times where they'll, something will happen and I'll tell them, don't worry, the Lord's got this handled. And then um, in my head, I'm going, did you hear me, Lord? <laughs> you better. <laughs> right. Don't yeah. make me a liar to yeah. my kids, Lord. I put any pressure on you. But. but. <laughs> so um, it's working out very well. They're both, they're, all three of them are watching to see what, what God's going to do. And they all believe that he's going to work miracles. But it has a lot to do with how I present myself to them. If I break down and show that I don't have faith, they're not going to have any faith. Right. But if I show that I believe and keep talking to them with scripture and showing them, and he's been so good. He hasn't, I haven't been wrong once when I've said, the Lord's got it handled and it's perfect. So um, 
They're doing good. They're doing good. They, awesome. they believe. They believe that he's going to work miracles. So, I got he another is. question for you, yes. Bonnie. So, um, what are you holding on to um, that's the most helpful um, in the recovery principles um, that's getting you through this time? Um, with the diagnosis, is that yeah. what you mean? Okay. Yeah. Um, with recovery, because I think that's the biggest yeah. thing in your life right now, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, let me see. I think recovery. Yeah, I'm, there's so much. I'm, I'm complete. Six years ago, before recovery, I probably would not have made it through this. I would have probably tried to hurt myself, which I did. I did when yeah. like when I first. Um, Separated, I did. I tried to commit suicide twice um, because I just couldn't handle the emotion and the feelings that were coming up and the jealousy and, and all this, the, the lack of control. And so I can only, I'm afraid to even think about how I would have reacted if I didn't have recovery. If I didn't have the tools to handle the emotions that I'm going through, if I didn't have... Um, the confidence that God will get me through this because um, through all through recovery I when I was, was looking at the things that I had done that were wrong I would think oh my gosh I've screwed everything up so bad it's never going to be fixed I'm a terrible person and, and the Lord always told me there's the scripture that says that he will continue the work that he started and I hung on to that so much and so I think that's probably what I hang on to now. He's still working. He's not going to stop. Working. He's still working. He's not going to stop. And at the end of this trial, he's still going to be working. And there's going to be other things. Mm -hmm. But that's probably the thing. Um, the tools that I have um, to deal with the emotions. The the and the other thing how is how to cope. Real yes, how to cope and realizing that I'm not in control of any of it. I think because we can make the plans, thing. right? Yep. We can make yep. plans. I, I, I always make, you know, <laughs> I make all these plans and all Me these too. things. And then, you know, sometimes it, 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 it works out. And, and when it's important things, most likely it never works out. An example, I asked God the other day. I say, hey, God, I asked for something, right? Because I had to go see some of, I still deal with, with some courts and stuff, you know. And I ask, I need to get this done. And uh, I, I, I need to get this done or the whole case is over, like pretty much. So I call Barb before this and I'm like, you need to pray because I need this and I need it, right? Well, I got it done, not the way I want it done, but it got it done, yeah. right? So it's God always, I made all these plans to get it done this way because I want it this way and that way would make easier for me in a different way, whatever. And... God made it happen, but made it happen the way he wanted to happen mm -hmm. and on his terms, right? And I think that's a big thing, too, in recovery, surrendering. That's probably one of the other things that I have to. I think to. that. Mm -hmm. Yes, learning to surrender. Because being a codependent, you don't want to, I don't want to surrender right. anything. I wanted to have control of everything. But that's one of the biggest lessons is surrendering and just saying, Lord, I'm at the end of myself. So whatever's going to happen, I know is going to be better than what I could manipulate anyway. Yeah. Because I sure, I mean, for 50 years, I've done a good job of screwing everything up, right? <laughs> right. But now that I'm going to let the Lord handle it, it's going to come out so much better than if I had, if I was at the wheel. So I think that's probably this, this the tools to cope with the emotions and everything that's happening around me and to me. And then the surrender, just the surrendering to Lord, whatever, whatever you've got, don't come in. I'll, I'll, I know I can handle it. 
because your word says that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, and I love you, so it's going to work out for my good. Right. Yeah. So that's probably it. Yeah. For me, um, I, you know, with all this stuff that has happened in my life too, and I, what happened a couple months ago, it was hard, and I keep praying to God. I'm like, whatever it is that you're trying to teach me. I'm open, but you know, because oh man, I want to learn so we can like move on from this, you know. Like, please show me what is that I need to learn from this situation and this job. How can I grow from this? Those are my prayers, you know. I want to grow and I want to grow now because I'm done. You, you know, know? I tell God, I tell him, Lord, you know me because you made me. So you know you got to tell me more than once because I'm not going to catch it the first right? time. Right? Always. So About the I sixth pray? time <laughs> or seventh or, or twelfth. Or the second. Right. So when I pray, I say, can you tell me three times because three breaks a tie. So yeah, so I'll tell him, can you tell me three times because I know it's going to take at least three. Oh, that's And funny. I got a hard head, so I know. Yeah, I do the same thing. Tell me like I'm five, Lord. Oh. But I'm going to tell you this. God's got some big plans. Oh, absolutely. He's about to show off. Okay? Because yeah. we know our God's a big God. He's going to show off real big. Yeah. Um, I have no doubt. No, there's no, no doubt. doubt. He's going to completely heal you. I have, I've had no doubt since the moment I heard. And you know I'm on your, on your team. Absolutely. I'm the, I'm the queen cheerleader. Yes, I like to call myself your queen cheerleader. Um, you can have I, that title. I, okay, I, yes. I, yes. I don't think... Um, I'm keeping it. And I don't you think heard it Bonnie, here first. Bonnie even knew because once um, I found out, she posted on her page something about it on Facebook. And we're friends on Facebook because we lead together, but we weren't that close right. as, as friends. Right. And I have an alarm on my phone since that day. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. so sweet. And I'll pray yeah. for her. For you every day, and I even knew that your surgery was on the thirty first when you yeah. came here because I put it right when I wake up, like um, you know, like right at six in the morning because then, and I put it like yeah. every couple hours so I can like do yeah. it all day, right? So I don't forget. And I have an alarm for Bonnie to send her some yes. love, and, that it and really, I love it. it. Makes my day. And I don't always send it because I get distracted and I'm terrible, but um, I like to send her a little. GIF or JIF or whatever you call it. I don't know. <laughs> or a uh, little I love you. Because I really do love you, Bonnie. And I, um, I wrote something because uh, I'm like, I can't because I'm going to cry. So um, I'm going to write something. and Or I'm going to read what I wrote. Okay. And then we're going to play a game. Oh, Because okay. um, oh, I'm going to cry. I, I don't want to cry too much because that's just sappy. Well, after after you read, before you read, I mean, okay. I want to ask her one question. Oh. Because then oh, I know yeah, everybody's yeah, going to cry. It. Okay. I'm going to cry and then we're going to be like, please tell me, new cover. <laughs> you know, it's just not going to be. <laughs> what was you? <laughs> I was impersonating Barb, by the way. Yes, she was. <laughs> What would you tell somebody that is struggling right now with food or, or, or codependency or has gone through some abuse? What would you tell the, the listeners that is struggling right now? Um, let's see. What because here's the thing, Bonnie. We're all about speaking love and spreading hope. So this is, this is your chance. This is your time. We don't care how long you talk. You can, you can say whatever you want. We, we are all about spreading some hope. So we know you can, 
you're so inspirational that we just want you Thank to you. speak to that person okay. that's got their headphones on, that's having a hard day. Just give them some hope right now. I think that the main thing um, that I would say is that God loves you. He loves you so, so much. And um, I remember hearing one time, and it always stuck with me, if God had a refrigerator, your picture would be on it. Oh. And if he had his wallet, your picture would be in it. And um, so I think that's probably one of the main things that I would say is that he loves you. And he didn't make you to struggle. That he wants people to know him. And he wants them to be encouraged. And he wants them to lean into him and keep their eyes on him. Um, I think that's it. He just, he just loves his kids and he would provide for them. Um, I would say the struggles sometimes, we have to go through them because it makes us who we are and it makes us stronger people. If there were no struggles, then we wouldn't need him. Right. So um, I think that's probably what the other thing that I would say. Yes, I know they're hard, and I know there's so many people that have stories. Sometimes I listen and open share, and I'm like, there's no way. I don't even think I could say anything encouraging to some of these people. But um, but God loves, he loves us. He loves us very, very much. And um, I was going to say something else, and I just completely drew a blank. So maybe I wasn't supposed to say it. I don't know. Um, but we're fearfully, we're wonderfully made, and that if we lean into Him, He'll take care of His kids. Yeah. It and might not be. Possible. It might not be what we want, and that was the other thing that I would say to somebody struggling. Um, he can't really work in your life until you completely let go. Mm. You have to let go because if you have an idea in your head of how you want it to happen, you're still doing it in your own power. You're still yeah. doing it in your own strength, and you're not giving Him everything that you have. Yeah. And I know it's hard, and I know it's scary. But the, op the other option is doing it without him, and it can be so much more of a train wreck if you do it without him. Mm -hmm. So I would say take advantage of the love that he gives, lean into him, um, read your Bible, <laughs> read your Bible, read it, read it, read it, read up on your area of recovery, whatever you're struggling with. One thing that helped me was when I realized I was a codependent. Well, I didn't realize it. My sponsor told me I was codependent. <laughs> I didn't have to realize it. But I did a lot of research. I did so much research on codependency. I read books. I read websites. I talked to people. I learned about it. And that's some of the ways that I learned to identify the areas that I was struggling with. So right. that might be another thing is to, um, you know, Listen to the Lord. Get out of denial. Search Get about it. Get out of it. denial it, and it, read about it's it. It's not the end of the world. Afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid of your disease. Don't be afraid of it because God can get you through it. He can get you through anything. He can anything. do anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Anything's yeah. possible. Anything That's is awesome. possible with Him. You have to believe it and you have to surrender to Him. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen to that. Yeah. So good. Okay, Bob, go ahead. All right. Read it. Okay. Um, I don't write anything. So, um, so thank you for sharing that that was really thank you for letting me share oh thank you for sharing do you ever do that outside of recovery like oh i do i'll be like i'll say something at work and i'll be like and thanks for letting me share i <laughs> i do that all the time because i always overshare i overshare about everything she does it at the gym. everything i do it at the gym i do it here people start asking and i'm like uh thank you thank you for letting, <laughs> me, for letting me share can you stop the crosstalk? Or wait, wait. Uh, they'll, they'll be like, can you introduce yourself? And they'll be like, hi, I'm Barbara. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful. Oh, maybe I 
shouldn't say that. I don't know what to ha- I don't know how to introduce myself anymore. One more thing. And what about, what about, okay, I don't know if we can talk about this. <laughs> what about when everybody introduces themselves? I can, I've been there six years, going on seven, and I still can never remember their name after they identify their area of struggle. I know. So then I always end up saying, they'll say, hi, my name is Bonnie. I struggle with codependency. And I'll go, hi, codependency. Because right. I can only remember the last the thing they thing. said. High anxiety. High same. Like that because I know. I can never this remember. Same. And I stare at them and go, okay, I'm going to remember her name. I'm going to remember her name. I'm going to say Janet. Janet. And Janet, more like Janet. when I'm leaving and then we all say the na- their name afterwards, I'm just like, hey, because I don't want to say, hey, addict or hey, drug addict. You, hey, you there, you know? I do the same thing. I don't, I can't remember. You guys, we're going to play a game. <laughs> I'm not reading my thing right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to cry right you. now. Please no, I'm going to read it okay. at the end. Right. Oh, oh, I thought you were <laughs> going to read it at all. No, I'm going to read it. Okay, yeah, let's laugh That's going to be the very cry. last thing I do. Because then, you know, we'll go out crying. Yeah, right. we got toilet paper. Oh. We're good. Okay, so here's the game. Uh, what are we doing? Okay, it's just silly questions. Oh. Make us laugh. Okay. We're going to end on a good note. Um, Pick one of each color. One of each color? Mm-hmm. Give the pink one to Ralph. I want purple today. Oh, you're going to take purple today? Purple is actually my favorite uh-huh. color. Nope, I'll take it. Oh. I'll read it first. Okay, go. What is your favorite hobby? Oh, are these for me? Yes. yes. Okay, um, my favorite hobby, I love to read. I love reading. So, it doesn't have to be an active hobby because I don't have any no. active hobbies. No, no. All right. Um, it's read, a good one. I love to read. I used to read before good. before I, I came to Christ. I used to read all those uh, horror novels and stuff oh, like that. I love and true just crime. Really dark stuff like Stephen King and stuff oh, like that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Really I read dark, a lot yeah. of those things I in jail. I read <laughs> anything, you know, whatever. whatever I read all the books they had. <laughs> yeah, but now it's mostly um, uplifting. So that's good. Oh, yeah. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Um, here's your hot pink question. Okay. Who do you admire most today and why? Who do I admire most today and why? Oh, uh, are we allowed to say names here? No names, huh? Sure, you can say. I don't see why not. Um, and is it people we know or is it like people we know? Anybody. I want to say that I, um, there's two. Um, okay. Um, the leader of our BSF group, Toy. Oh, yeah. yeah. That woman is amazing. And I'm I telling you, BSF is the bomb. She is. Um, I think everybody needs a spiritual mentor. Oh, I agree. And she is one of them. Um, I have tons and tons of admiration and respect for Amy Kowalski. Mm, she yes. is amazing. I love. I tell her all the time that when I see when I see that she's going to do the lesson. I get like excited. I'm not saying that I don't like everybody else. And hasn't she grown time, like spiritually yes. and, and the way time, she speaks? Yes. Mm-hmm. And every I time her. she speaks and gives a lesson, it goes straight to my heart. I she think touches. sometimes we can, some people yes. can talk in a way where we can understand better, right? So, yeah, yeah, no, I feel the same way. I love her. Yeah. I love everything she she's about. Yep, I love too. Yeah. All that she does, the way she talks, and she's funny, yep. and you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we're I really lucky humor. to have the, yes. the teachers that we have. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. All right, this is a funny one. Usually, right. um, oh yeah, this is a good one. Um, so this uh, would you rather? You know how oh. to play? Would you rather? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, would you rather have butterfly wings or fish fins? Butterfly wings. For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, if I could have butterfly wings, fish. I'm flying. Yeah, I don't like fish. Yeah, I want to fly. That's why I did drugs. You'll be able to see everything. She said, that's why I did drugs. It's a joke-ish. Maybe. I was, you know, I just was, you know. She was looking for her wings. (laughs) (laughs) You're trying to find your wings. I Um, never found, I found a lot of things, but. She didn't find your wings, huh? I found um, a lot of jail and. Yeah, yeah. A lot of heartbreak and a lot of jail. No wings. Well, Bonnie, thank you so much. Thank you. We're going to take um, a really quick break, and we're going to come right back, um, and we're going to finish up. All right, guys. Well, we just want to close up now, um, and I just want to read something I wrote for Bonnie, and um, and and just close out by saying, you know, I've known you, Bonnie, for um, over six years now. We met in February. Our yeah, our February of um, 2012. In our first step study and um, it was a really really rough year right yep. we both had a really rough year we were yep. dealing with some really rough stuff going through a lot of similar things yeah and um, we grew close and you know we we have a lot of the same friends and a lot of those friends have left yep. and the two of us are still here um, in celebrate recovery and so I feel like we're like the OG girls right yeah and um, and so I feel so close to you, and I love you so much. And I just, I really want you to know, I have your back. I know you do. And um, I'm gonna be here for you the whole time. And um, I, I wrote something because you know I knew I was gonna cry, because um, that's nothing new. <laughs> um, Bonnie knows that every time I share, I cry. Um, I wanted to talk with you before your surgery because I want you to know, um, you're not just my friend. But you're my family and you're my sister and I'm fighting with you and I know that God's gonna do something really big and really great and we're gonna watch him do it and I know that God's gonna completely heal you I know that for sure because I see it every day when I pray for you he shows it to me every day that he's completely gonna heal you um, And I know when he does, that you're gonna come back here and you're gonna talk to us about that. And we're gonna bring more people, more hope. And we're gonna speak more love to more people. And we're gonna be able to share that with more people, right? And um, we're gonna tell them that miracle. And so there's been a lot of miracles already, but that's gonna be the biggest miracle. And then um, we're gonna wait on the next miracle after that. Because there's going to be something else after that. And he's going to continue to use you. And he's going to continue to use your life. So this is not it, right? So we know that this is not the hardest thing that you're ever going to go through. Um, But it's the hardest thing you're going through right now. And I've got your back. And I'm going to be here for you no matter what. So whether you got to move. Or whether you need a dinner. Or whether you need a hand to hold. Or if you want to go scream at the moon, I'm there for you, okay? And um, your whole CR family, when we say forever family, that's what we are. And that's that's what I've learned in the past six years. And um, and that's that's what we are. 
You know, um, thanks, Barb. You know, I know this. That's another thing. One of the miracles that God has shown me is the people that have my back, and um, and you are definitely one of the people that I know has my back. And it's a beautiful thing when you find out people are there for you no matter what. You know, and so um, you're definitely. When I first met you. I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to kick my butt so bad if I say the wrong thing. I'm a really so scary person. Intimidating. And I now, am. I know that. And now I know that it, when I go into the battle, you're one of the ones that I want right next to me because I know that you're going to fight hard. Because I'm a really scary person. And I just know you got my back. I know you do. And I just, it's a beautiful thing to find out who has my back. And I just really... I, I just love you. I love you so much. And you're right. We've gone through so many things. And, and, and when the dust settles, we're, we're still, we're still, still here. Standing there and we're still looking at each other. Right? Every yeah. Friday night, we're still and here. And every time we share, I know that you're feeling me. And every time you share, I'm feeling you. Yeah. So we have a bond. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I love Forever. That. And then you, I mean, you're just so beautiful. And, and now that I get to know you, you're just so sweet and, and kind. And I just... I love that. I, I just love my family. I love my forever family. Thank so. you for you, Barney. I'm so I'm very thankful that you came today Thanks. and you told this story. And you can count on me. I'll be praying for you. Thank if you, you need anything with the girls, I don't know anything. We live so close. You know, you just tell me. I'm always home. I'm Thank always you. here. You know, and um, I want to be there for you. You tell me when, and I'll say jump. Thank okay? you. Okay, and um, I think. We're cutting pretty close right now. I just want I, I want to thank you again. Thank, thank you, you for, for coming. coming. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you for sharing your story. Thank you for all the hope and it was amazing. Thanks. Thank you so much. And this is it for today. Thank you for listening. And um, remember, focus on the similarities. Not the differences. And don't forget, uh, follow us on Facebook, Recover 201 Podcast. Instagram, Recover 201 Podcast. Twitter, Recover 201 Pod. And we want to hear from you. We want to hear your story. We want to talk to you. Email us at recovery201podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, and we also want to meet you. We're going to be at the CR Summit West um, in Lake Forest, California at Saddleback Church. Yes. So please look for us. We're going to have um, uh, shirts, and so hopefully we'll be passing out our business cards. And um, and so we'll be excited to meet you. We'll probably be walking around talking about um, Recovery 201 Podcast. So I hope we'll get to meet you. Um, so if you see us, please come and talk to us because we are just like you. <laughs> so until next time. One love. Bye.